Welcome back to the Bigger and Hunters podcast. Your host, Hunter Dydle. Thanks for tuning in. I hope everyone had a safe New Year's Eve into New Year's. I hope you got home safe. Make sure you're not drunk driving ever. But uh, I hope everyone's really looking forward to the New Year like I am. When I when I'm thinking about New Year's, you know, they people make fun of New Year's resolutions. I don't necessarily do that. It's more for me is like taking a look back at my my years past and saying what are some changes that I would I would like to make. Uh, so some of the things that we're discussing today, you call them New Year's New Year's resolutions. I call them goals. It's about what what did last year look like, and what some things that I want to accomplish this year. It's about casting some vision. And then being intentional and making sure that happens. Uh, for me, last year, one of the resolutions for me was to appreciate hunting more. I really think I took the best opportunity in that situation. And now this year, it's, it's about building off that. But before we get into the podcast, a uh, little spotlight on one of our partners and our sponsors, the other guys' outfitters. I know getting into the new year, not necessarily thinking, uh, hey, what's my next guided hunt? But when you're thinking about next year and you're planning and you're financially planning for the next year, right now is the perfect time to financially plan and book a hunt with the other guys' outfitters because that's something that you're going to have on the calendar all year long. You're going to be looking forward to. You're going to be smiling about. You can't wait for it. So check out his Instagram account, uh, Matt's Instagram account, the other guys' outfitters. Check out the amount of piles this guy makes. He's got videos of piles. Like He's proven. He does a great job. He works hard for the birds. He puts you on the birds. So put that on the calendar, smile about it all year, and then have a big old smile with the pile pick with your buddies next year. So let's go and jump the podcast. Welcome back to the Bigger Than Hunters podcast, your host, Hunter Dydle. Uh, we got a fun one today with it topping off the new year, which always got to top it off with a with a high note and get going in the right direction if you haven't built a vision for your next year. Now's the time because you can start creating, um, creating a plan to make the most of your year and especially this last six months. I've, I, I, I shouldn't say six months. Yeah, I would say six months. I've learned that life really likes to flash by your your eyes and um just uh, on a personal note like I remember sitting in the basement with Jeremy in the old house just like trying to think through like how am I gonna get this house done how am I gonna manage to get this rental done and like have a kid in the mix of it and like six months later here we are and like God's provided so many opportunities so many good people um provided the time, the finances in order to make it happen. So it's about creating a vision and then doing doing one day to, one day at a time. One day at a time. But uh my co host today is Jeremy. How we doing buddy? I'm, I wonder if people actually think your name is Jeremy because I always say Yeah, I don't know. I Jeremy. Probably. <laughs> I have a man of many names, I don't know. And he kinda seems to become 
I don't know, co-co-host. Oh man, we can't say that. Terrell we're gonna call so him the bad. frequent. We're gonna call him frequent a flyer. Frequent flyer. Wait, Terrell be upset. Oh, dude, Terrell be so mad. I'll be, I'll be secondary co-host. <laughs> Your co-co-host. <laughs> co-co-host. Co-co. Co-co. Host. <laughs> I gotta say it like that though. And Dane, uh, how are we doing tonight? What's up? So Dane's a hunting buddy. It's been it's, it's been a good good couple weeks. Yeah, I've actually gotten some sleep. That's I guess. Five hours is better than four <laughs> or three. Yeah. We're done. But uh, all right, let's. How about we just jump in? How about we just go for goals? Going for goals. Yeah, Jeremy, you want to go first? I want to go first. Yeah. Do I? Oh, did, wait. You did explain what we're talking about. Yeah. we're talking about goals. goals. Okay. Yeah, we're getting right, goals. I, a vision. Was plan. distracted by the fact <laughs> that I'm. Yeah, let, let's do that. Let's say goals, by, uh, and then what your plan is to make your goals happen. Oh, okay. Well, uh, so my biggest goal is actually sitting there looking at me with intent to go upstairs to play with the other dogs. <laughs> uh, right now, obviously, my big goal is my dog, Dakota. Um, she's almost eight months now, and I'm just excited to really, truly get her hunting now. Uh, I haven't posted much about it yet, but did get her out on her first hunt the other day, and it was a goose hunt. She did very well for for uh um her being on her first geese hunt I, i'll take it she really hadn't worked with geese at all and she's only 50 pounds the geese were way too big but <laughs> she did good she got a couple of really good retru- retrieves and even <laughs> squared up even squared geese. up with a goose <laughs> oh. Oh. Uh, and that was that was a magnum goose too it was a big one <laughs> but um yeah, getting her there. Once the weather flips, I need to buy a few things for training purposes. As soon as I'm, I'm actually working the job that'll pay for that stuff. Right now, which sp- speaking of that, which e collar are you gonna buy? I'm just curious. <sighs> I'm torn. I really want the one you have. The garden. Mm. Don't really want to spend the money on it. They have a. But they have a. So I think that one's the E70. I think they have a more like watered down version. Really? Because mine, I Yours don't. Is set up for three dogs though. No, it's set up for I think nine. Yeah, nine, I was yeah, say, nine it was. And like, you don't need so, that. No, I mean, <clears throat> it'd be good if you had like coon hounds. Or do you run the same one Justin used to run? Yeah. So that that is that is one of my goals. I'm definitely gonna get a new e collar this year because that sport dog is. And see, it's great for a beginner, but it's that's, garbage. That's where I. That's where I'm torn because. He's had really bad experience with the sport dog, but I've talked to several other people who've had great experiences with it. But of course, so, I hunt with you, and I've seen it, and I acknowledge you, that you used it on your dog the other yeah. day. You you noticed that uh, it doesn't always make connection. Yeah, when one, you go to zap a dog, at one point it was it was like the remote was not getting to the collar. Uh, it it is because it still beeps and stuff uh, for some reason, and it didn't do this when it was new. Given that that collar's three years old now, uh, what what settings does it have? Does it have vibrate or vibrate tone? tone huh. Okay, and shock, and there's nine shock Damn. settings. My only problem: tone and vibrate always work. Hmm. <clears throat> when you get to that point, when you need shock, the one and two, I can't even feel on myself. Yeah. Uh, three, decent. You can feel a little bit. 
Uh, she felt everything. I, I went sometimes up to three on her. And Boone sometimes doesn't feel it until... Like, I can hold it on, like, four or five, and it, it's not making contact. Yeah. It's not... I'll turn it up to nine and hold it, and then he'll move, and all of a sudden he feels it. And it's yeah, like, shit, it's I like feel he didn't bad have for the that. collar like, on yeah, tight enough or it something. It wasn't, wasn't contacting. Uh, and that could be because it's gotten wet or... That thing's, it could just be his fur content, too, because... Yeah. I've sure. I've had my Garmin on Zeus before, and like I've hit him on it too, and he has no idea until it makes a connection. Then he just beep, and then just flies. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but no, uh, I feel like an e collar is definitely one of those things. Like you definitely plan on hunting her mm-hmm. for. Oh, she'll use it. Yeah, you're fifty, you're, sixty times a year. You're gonna use it. Like spend the money on it. Yeah. Like I'm I'm updating mine this. I year. no I I definitely. Mm-hmm. Especially with the experience you've had with yours, and after I got to use it, I'll probably get a nice one. I want his, but again, the one you got is what, like four or five hundred bucks or something like that. Mm, I don't know. Keep going. I'll look at even the sport dogs one fifty. That one I run one fifty. So you might as well spend two hundred bucks more and get the get the higher quality one. Like no, I agree. But uh, so I need that for. um, I need a blind. And then I want to, I know you have one, Dane, but I want to get one as well. Uh, I want to get a, like, a launcher with those little 22 uh, blanks. Dude, you are more than welcome to use that whenever you want, though. I'm out like, there. I'm out there enough. I, should, I don't uh, know why. I, I for, <clears throat> actually, I forgot you had it until Blake said it today. I've used it twice, and I wanted it for like two years, and I thought I'd use it a lot more. Given. See, I, I know. It, I bought it right before hunting season, so I didn't. I know if I got it, it would just sit in my truck, and any time I was out and about, I'd probably give her a few. Uh, like, I'd go down to the pond behind your house and just launch it. So this launcher uses 22 blanks. If anyone's looking at them, do not buy the red bullets. Because yeah, you got, I've, I've heard you got to... shit, it's like a 12-gauge going off, and yeah. it'll... You got to hold on to that thing. It'll, it'll mess your hand up. It does not need to go 150 yards. Especially it, it, for beginning dogs, yeah. Get the yellow ones because it is too much. I'm so the the right one now. I would if I if I were you, uh-huh. which obviously you look whatever you want. The one that I would have you buy is the Gorman or Gorman Garmin, Garmin uh, Sport Pro Dog uh, training device. It's two ninety nine. It's on Cabela's. The reviews are four point five. So I mean that's pretty good. So it had, it the point. big one is is that I really love uh, the collar part of it mm-hmm. because it connects well, and I love that light. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say I I want that light. That Whether I was gonna fix so one jealous. into it or something, because like especially at nighttime yeah. or especially going into marshes, like my dog just disappears. Yeah. Especially well, yeah, we're dog. all hunting black dogs, yeah. so <laughs> like, they just disappear. So it's like it's mm-hmm. perfect to have that light, and you know for the other thing too is like. Just general safety, so other people, yeah, like other people in a marsh, you know, black dog just zips up on them, like that's mm-hmm. kind of scary too. But it has a different controller, but it's just set up for one dog. Mm-hmm. But that's what you need. Well, so. and I, I don't know that I would ever be a person that would hunt more than one dog on my own at a time. I would do the whole. I've got one dog for ducks. And I've got another dog for upland kind of situation. Yeah. Yeah. Hunter, uh, does yours do GPS? Mm-hmm. No, no. I really want one of those. I, I just, do. I don't need it because it's pointless. But I want to know how far 
my dog. Just get a Fitbit and just a- take attach it yeah. to the collar. <laughs> I want to know how far my dog walks compared yeah. to me on like a pheasant hunt. Like, it just it interests me. I would like to know like how many miles right? compared to us on that like pheasant hunt we did a couple years yeah. ago. Because we'll, I think we went 13 miles in a day. In South Dakota? Yeah. Yep. So like how many miles did a dog go? Those dogs never quit moving. Yeah. yeah. Well, our, do- <laughs> our dogs were also in a lot better shape back then. Yours and mine. Uh... I think I Nala think if was, Nala was there again, she'd be really sore. I don't think yeah. she could have made a third day happen. Like Friday, Saturday, and then Sunday, she just wasn't Neither one mosey. of our dogs was super thrilled about that third day hunt no. anyways. And Nala kept, pretty much spent most of the short. day just following me by yep. that point. Yeah, Boone oh. went out for about the first 30 minutes, and then it was kind of just like a... Can I go back to the truck until thing? she until Nala smelled a bird? She <laughs> yep. was like, "Oh hey, like hey, <laughs> let's go, go get it, bring it back." Uh-huh. Okay, Sorry. I need I need those things, and then just working with her. She has incredible drive, and she's super smart. I actually like perfect first dog. I mean, in my opinion, like she's been great. We've had our struggles. Right now I'm dealing with her teenager phase, and it is driving me mad, but I still love her to death. Um, uh, I thought about taking her with me this weekend when I went duck hunting. Should have. Dude, there was so much ice steaming. Like, the river was steaming, and so there was ice over everything. (laughs) When I got back to the truck from the pullout, I looked like... Oh, uh, what's that meme of, uh, what movie is that from with, uh, DiCaprio where he's like in the, uh, I know what, I know North wilderness and everybody makes hunting memes out of it. Cause he's sitting there and he's like frozen yeah. and like, that's what we all looked like when we got back to the truck because of the steam coming off of us while we were moving. We just had ice all over us. It was cold this weekend. It wasn't cold here, but where we were, it was cold and she didn't the one thing she didn't do good with on her first hunt was she got cold and it was hovering right around freezing she just you know being eight months she doesn't have that fat layer but me getting from one dog and like if i'm going from my first dog to second dog i'm like a i'm a huge proponent of almost being cautious with what opportunities I put my dog in front of and what they're ready for, mature enough for. Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like Nala, I, like, there's a couple situations I probably would, I wouldn't do again Mm -hmm. if I were in that situation again. Like, well, and like, I, I was, I've been trying really hard to make sure we had good ones. Like, oh, there's that one day we were talking to Jared and I was like, I'm trying to get her on her first hunt. He's like, oh, you should bring her sometime. I was just like, 15 guys. I don't really want to do a hunt where there's like eight plus people for my dog's first hunt. Even Dustin, that one hunt, he was like, where's your pup? Why didn't you bring her? I was like, we got too many guys here. I don't want her to have a bad experience on her first hunt. And that first hunt was very low key. I mean... Well, that's the thing. is like When when it's that that situation, it's so simplistic that if... No, something doesn't go right, then mm-hmm. it's really not that big a deal. Well, yeah, because like, yeah. like if she had broke or something <clears> like which, and I, I kept, I tried to keep very good control of her. Um, I do think I will struggle with her. 
she's got like a touch of a steadiness issue. Like I can't I disagree. I, Your dog is at that age. She's testing me hard. No, she she is. She's in that teenager phase where she wants to test you. When Boone was that age, dude, I couldn't even get him to go in his kennel. Really? Like, and he's decently steady now, but that was her first hunt, and she was halfway decent. Like, I she was she, good. She, she blew out of there twice out of four shoots. So, well, and, <laughs> and I won't even lie. One of the times that she ended up really blowing out of there, where I wasn't even paying attention, and don't take offense to it, was when Nala was there. Because oh, no, Nala just... We're going to get there. Nala, get there. Nala just went, and I wasn't even paying attention, and then I saw Dakota right behind she, her, and she I was, was like... Follow the leader. She was, but that's not the follow of the leader I want her to no, pick up. No, no, for sure. Um, and it, I just was like, oh, crap. But that was really the only issue I had. She had one time early in that hunt where she's kind of snuck out of the blind on me, and I was like, nope, get back in here. I ended up holding her for the rest of it. And after I did that, she it's like she that's when she comprehended, okay, maybe I'm supposed to stay here. Um, but I definitely like you made that post the other day about, you know, having dogs out of the blind. I don't want her in the blind. Yeah. Like I dogs in the blind are potential hazards. Um for safety, especially with shotguns. Knocking down guns um, and stuff. Yeah. I don't want that. I just, you know, that first hunt, I didn't have anywhere to tie her down. Yep. Like, her first duck hunt will probably be at the secret spot, and I'm just going to tie her to one of those trees if she's if I'm worried about her being steady, and then I'm going to release her. But I was really happy that one little chicken that got shot that day, that she did that Straight really good retrieve. I literally brought her to my side, sent her, <laughs> she got it, brought it back to, I mean, it was perfect. On video and everything. I, yeah, I've, I've got the video. Check out Huntfish365. <laughs> yeah. But I, I'm excited to see where she'll go. Um, it's funny. I initially got her, which I know people will laugh at me for this. I got her for Upland because I like, I like having a dog for Upland. She's yeah. a duck dog. Like, 100% she's a duck dog. She's uh, a lab. I know she's a lab, but, like, <laughs> I've hunted over some labs that, nah. like, they don't do ducks, but you put them. Disagree. Uh, my buddy, this is somebody I don't think any of you have ever met. It's one of the guys I first started duck hunting with. He had a lab that couldn't stay steady in the duck blind to save its life. But pheasants, man, that dog, we killed more pheasants over that dog. And it's part of the reason I wanted a lab that uh, we could that pheasant hunt with. But uh, she's got that waterfall, waterfowl just, uh, it. I think, she, I think she'll be good at both, though. Oh, I think she'll eventually pick up the pheasants. The hard part with the pheasants, because I've taken her once. First. Well, we got to find <laughs> them. But I've taken her once or twice, and she just sees it. Like Boone and all running around, and she thinks that they're just playing. Yeah, and she hasn't. We haven't had a good enough of a hunt. That's why I would love to go to Beatty sometime if he's still got birds. Um, you know, I don't even think he's open for pheasant hunts till spring. Is he? He's open all. all is he open all all the time? If it were me, I'd. Uh, if you think it just depends if I mean if you're ready for, I would do it now because usually by spring. Uh, dude, if, I bet that grass is beat down so bad. Well, out there, though. it's 
not as well, bad. We haven't yet. had that much snow on this that's, side of the state. That's though. true, but I don't. I mean, great last place. time I was last time I was out there, like the Milo was really nice and was thick. It? Yeah, so if That'd like cool. if she's you're ready, I'm, I'm glad to go. I wouldn't even care to honestly. I wouldn't even care to shoot. I just mosey and take pictures. Maybe we could talk about trying to find a weekend that would work or a, a day that would work get for out that. There. Yeah. Like, it doesn't have to be a 20-bird hunt. Like, I just, she picks up things so, like, she picks up things dangerously fast. That's like, I'm really careful with what she learns. Like, I'm telling you about that squeak toy at uh, Trell's house. She has squeak toy, and, like, she just fell in love with that thing so quick. And I was like, no. She just learns things too fast. Don't let your... Bird dogs play with squeaky toys. <laughs> it's a positive and a negative thing that she learns so quickly. But I know once she um, gets that first couple pheasants, like I've worked with her with a wing a couple times. She picked that up really quick. That first time we took her, and she was only, so that would have been end of October. That, that was opening weekend. She was only five months old she had a hen that got up right in front of her and you could just use the bird got up she watched it fly away and she actually ended up kind of chasing it a little bit but you could see just the wheels turning in her head she was like i'm supposed to do something about this right (laughs) but i'm excited for that that's i wouldn't say that's my biggest goal for the year but it's like the one I'm most excited about. Yeah. But I'll probably let somebody else do a goal now. We talked for 15 minutes on my goal. Dang. <laughs> uh, so I've got two. One of them is going to branch off of uh, Jeremy's. Working with my dog, but not just my dog, all three of our dogs together. Uh, Someone's dog likes to steal birds from other people's dogs. So I love that she doesn't even take that from him. He, she doesn't. She's like, nah, you're not taking anything from me when they're playing it. But the problem is, okay, so but they haven't. It hasn't been a bird yet. My dog will take birds from Nala, who is Hunter's dog, and then we've got Dakota, who will take birds from Boone, but will not let Boone take birds from her. Yeah. So no, uh, yeah, we have never actually worked. Uh, training wise with our three dogs together we have hunted them together but never worked them in a training environment and i yeah. think it, i'm excited to do that i think it needs to be done i think uh it will you've got the between your property and then the, <laughs> oh, yeah, the pond dude, we, right behind your house like uh, you've got the perfect training yeah, environment for sure and um, uh i think it will vastly improve our happiness with our dogs and hunting them yeah uh, I don't think it'll improve our success. Like we're 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 still shooting birds, or just got dogs stealing them from other dogs. Yeah, which is annoying. <laughs> sorry, sorry, Hunter. I'm, I can't. Hunter's got all. this. <laughs> Hunter has this one video on his phone, and you can't see it, but he's he's sitting there, and you can tell he's just thinking about this one moment. He's got this video of Nolan pulling this pheasant out of uh, some cattails. And he's literally got the perfect angle of her coming out, and you just see Boone come through and take the pheasant out of her mouth. (laughs) Okay, so I have a pointer. I uh, my dog holds points very well. Jeremy and Hunter have labs. They are a flusher. Uh, 
So in the same aspect as Boone stealing birds from Nala, Nala watches Boone. Yeah. And Boone will go on a steady point and hold it. And then Nala will notice and she will come up and flush the bird. And it's just like, it drives him nuts. I don't really care because we're usually close enough to shoot said bird. But uh, it will cause Boone to break his point. So we just need to work with Here, him. Bud. Come on. I've, I don't think I've ever <clears throat> cared except that one time. I'm not going to lie <laughs> yeah. that video. So here's the backstory. And I think we yeah. talked about it in the podcast in the past. But, yeah. like, that, we had that pheasant go across the road. And I sent Nala in on that edge of the, or in the ditch. Pheasant went up, popped it, and went down, like, it's, like, a little marshy area. And, like, I had to send Nala in there for that blind retrieve. And was she this had, at BD or South Dakota? No, that was South Dakota. South Dakota. It was ditch, went up, popped it, fell down in the marshy. She had no idea where it was. Yep. Sent her on that blind retrieve, and she, like, come out of nowhere with that thing. And I was like, yeah, oh, yeah. And then Boone just like, I was like <laughs> 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 thanks, Boone. My biggest problem with Boone stealing birds from other dogs is my dog will only retrieve to me, and then I end up with everybody's birds in my back. So that's that's it could could be bad. Could be, I, I mean, don't know. like I it could go either way. We're, we're definitely gonna break that of him this year. So. Uh, <laughs> On to my second goal. I'm super excited for turkey season. And, oh, dude. That was, uh, that in-state is I'm excited for, but uh, I'm most excited. We are going to hunt Mark Twain down in Missouri. So I've yeah. never shot a Missouri turkey. So we'll see see if we can be successful with a misery turkey. <clears throat> misery turkey. Ah, get out of here. <laughs> um, Hunter's actually going to come on this hunt. He said it's going to be a... Friday, Saturday, Sunday thing. Uh, I don't know. Oh, dude, it'll be a good time. You Have you ever been in down to Missouri in the Mark Twain? Mm, I don't know about Mark Twain. So, uh, I can't speak for Hunter, but I'm going to guess. And Jeremy have never been to this place. I used to live down there, so we have a little bit of of an advantage to hunting yeah. these birds. It will definitely be helpful. Uh, Wait, so you actually know what you're doing? Yeah. Okay, so maybe like, I'll go now. I lived down there. I know. <laughs> I, know I know where. Wait, these wait, birds wait, are wait, 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 wait. What are you saying? We're, here? we're not. We're not winging this. My like, cost, like cost benefit analysis. No, we. That's how like I live most of my life is cost benefit, and my costs get a lot less of like having to track down and like actually like. Okay, you know the terrain. I'm not wasting like basically a whole day just trying to learn. Like what yep. the terrain's oh, like in man. order to find so, the turkeys. That's half the fun, though. Like uh, I know, I know you don't love it. Like I would love that for waterfowl, but not for turkeys. I, I don't have that much go for turkeys. I'll even go. Like I didn't live next to the Mark Twain National Forest. I had a government contract through Missouri. I lived on the national forest. Like roughed it. I was out there in a camper. And I know that property, like the back of my hand, I was there for six months. We will kill birds down there. Uh, the entire time I lived down there, I saw one hunter. This is not a very well-known part of the National Forest. It's not the biggest part of it because it's, it's blotchy down there. It's all Mark Twain's all over the place in Missouri. Uh, this specific property, 
if three of us go, three of us will kill. At least Jake. I mean, I'm not going to promise you a... I don't think you can shoot Jakes in Missouri. I don't I don't know. I've never really looked into the laws. But I, I I've will, had to look, but I think Missouri is a Tom-only state. Okay, that's that's cool. But we will kill birds. Oh, yeah. We no, will I, kill birds I'm, just saying, I'm just saying that for the legal aspect of uh, it. I worked on two of the Mark Twain properties down there. One of them, I never saw a turkey on. The one we're going to go to, we did... Uh, we land management stuff. We cleared overgrown stuff. Uh, and they're still, they've they've kept up really well with keeping these open areas open. And the turkeys love it, dude. They'll come out of it. It's so thick down there. And once you get to the openings, the turkeys also like to be able to see more than five feet. So yeah. they'll get out in those meadows and just... If you have a Jake decoy out there, they are going to come running. Yeah. It's going to be great. <clears throat> so, so now I think we got Hunter convinced to go on a turkey hunt. Mm, we'll see. If it's he just can, if he can make it, it's hard because got a lot going on. The like Shay Shay and I, you know, being I guess kind of old rule the, the listeners like. Both of us were all, like, both of us were definitely, like, 100-mile-an-hour people mm-hmm. like, running around over the place, and it's been a huge adjustment to just, like, stop all of that mm-hmm. and just care for something else, which is our baby, but, like, care for another human being. And, like, we're both, like, help other people out, like, do this and that, but, like, there's a big difference between helping somebody out when you have eight hours of sleep and, you know, food. Mm-hmm. And then taking care of another human being when you have two hours of sleep and all you want to do is just literally like anything else in the, in the world. <laughs> like that's just a whole new different lev- level of selflessness. And it's something that by the grace of God I've managed to, <laughs> I don't want to say like get through, but have managed to get through. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Like, it's not something you could in any way, like, I guess other than maybe sacrifice in the military, but, like, it's not something you learn. <laughs> it's not something somebody can really prepare you for until you have to do it because it's not something you you want to do it normally for most people, what? I guess. But on the other hand, like, it's just, it depends because it just depends on how Ava is and how, if Shay would feel comfortable, like, watching her multiple days. Because, like, I'm not going to lie, like, watching her for 12 hours, not too bad, but watching her for, like, a whole side of 24, like, I would lose my mind. So I can't expect, I, I can't expect Shay to do something that I wouldn't be willing to do. Yeah, for sure. So it's one of those things we'll see. But, um, so, yes, am I open to it? Absolutely. Now, getting back to what I say, and, like, it actually kind of piggybacks because I, it's hard because my two things kind of are intertwined with you guys. I'll jump off your point with Mark Twain. For me, like, my my goal from last year was to try to appreciate hunting as much as possible because I knew my opportunities were going to be slimmer than they were the year before. And I even hunted less than I even expected I would. And the reason for that is because I was knew what kind of investment it was going to take once I had the baby. And so 
I cut back and I was working on our business instead of doing more hunting and that, that aspect. So I did. And that's the other thing too, was it helped it and made it a little bit easier just because of how dry it was this year and how crappy duck hunting was. Mm-hmm. Now I wish I would have pheasant hunted more. I do regret that, but there's not really much you could do about that. But yeah. Um, talking about, my my favorite hunting experience wasn't even hunting this year. My favorite experience was sitting on the tailgate. You're asleep, but you were out there for a while. Sitting there with Jared, and, like, we didn't even have to say anything. We weren't even talking. We are just there, like, three hunting buddies there. Oh, you're talking about when we were in there. And you literally just sitting there looking like you could grab stars out of the sky. Oh, yeah. Like, that's a different level of peace that you just can't acquire unless you're in a situation where you're roughing it and you're with your buddies. And the funny part is, is like, we talked about the night before, like, literally sucked. We were sitting in the rainstorm. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we literally, all, like, I... <laughs> I think I missed this. Huh? Yeah, this yeah. was... You were supposed to come with us that weekend. That's when we were up in the sand hills. Like, uh, literally uh, got battered on all night. All of our shit was <clears throat> soaked, like... There was no reason for me in that moment to be peaceful, mm-hmm. but I was. I literally at one point I woke up and the tent was literally engulfing Jared <laughs> Westside, and I uh, you've met Westside, yeah. he's a unit. So, <laughs> like, <laughs> uh, like the side of the tent was basically laying over me. Yeah, was it that and, windy or just oh yeah, windy, windy, windy and, and rain. Rainy. And everything was coming through the tent. So I had layered myself with a blanket, something else, and then Nala had gotten so wet that she was soaked that she crawled underneath the sleeping bag with me. It was sleeping under the sleeping bag. And we're by the time the the morning came, everything was soaked. Like her eye, the sleeping bag, like everything. I remember what? Oh, I, oh, I layered a water, a waterproof jacket over mm-hmm. my sleeping bag yeah. to try to keep it. It didn't. Yeah, nothing it didn't work. <laughs> I remember when the storm really hit. I don't remember if I was quite asleep yet or if I woke up, but I just, it was one of those, uh, he just kind of sat there and went, just got to ride it out kind of moments. <laughs> like, I just, uh, oh my God. On that note, this is why we need our own trailer. Yeah. Throw that out there. Cough, cough. <laughs> oh, yeah. I... So, for me, like, understanding who I am as a person and understanding all the things that I have going on in life, like, stress management is very important to me. Like, in terms of my priority in my day, stress management is definitely one of the top things. And that's why I've really gotten, like, solid into working out in the last few months because that, that has been my stress management. So, for me, like everybody's success rate when it comes to hunting, the way you look at success changes as the longer you are hunting, like in your in your hunting. For me, success right now is, is stress management. I don't really care that I'm going to kill something. Is it if I do? That's awesome. I'm excited. It's a fun time. But for me, it's like getting that level of peace in my mind and my soul. That's what I'm there for. You know, like, kind of going when we were talking about earlier, but, like, drama is just not something that I want to deal with because I can't, I don't want to take on any more stress. Like, mm-hmm. 
I deal with my customers. They're great, but we all know there's problems. I get home. I got a baby that's causing my wife stress. It ends up like coming on to me. Like I'm having to feel like, and those dads that are out there, I think you understand. I I know what you understand. Like there's times when you're a new dad, you feel like you're carrying the whole world. Like you're carrying your family, like mentally, emotionally, like your wife's going through so many different hormone changes you're carrying your family financially. Like you feel like you're carrying the world and what you can go out and go hunting. The last thing, the last thing you want to do is argue with somebody about something. Yeah. And so for me, my first goal for next year is to be able to make some trips happen. Yeah. Like the, the two, the two or three that I'm really one, I really want to go back down to the sand Hills I want to share. I, I want to share those experiences with other people in my life. Like I'd love to get Drake out there. I think he would just. His experience with duck hunting this year was, I took it to heart, and frustrated me for him, because he experienced all the negativity negativity that comes from Eastern duck hunting, mm-hmm. Eastern Nebraska duck hunting, and for me to give him the experience of being able to go out there and see what it's like in Western Nebraska and just like duck hunting without less pressure. But that's, that's what I would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Um, I would like to go to North Dakota next year at some point. I, <clears throat> I've been contemplating it between South Dakota and North Dakota. Do I, I think we have, might have an opportunity out South Dakota. Um, but there's just something different about North Dakota, in my opinion, the South Dakota and I think there's a lot of opportunities that I wouldn't mind trying to get up to North Dakota. I know it's a little bit farther, but dude, I'm I'm all in for the long road trips. Like, let's go. But and so for me, I, I would say like traveling, just getting new opportunities yeah. and new places. You know, obviously I love waterfowl, but North Dakota, South Dakota has struggled with pheasant hunting and it sucks to see South Dakota transitioning into the commercialization of hunting more. Mm -hmm. And I think that North Dakota is like the wild, wild West when it comes to upland hunting. So I'd love to do that. Would I love to go to Montana and hunt sage grouse? Absolutely. I just don't think it's going to happen next year. I'd love to do that, but I got to pick my battles. Um, Yeah. So yeah, that's that's kind of where I'm at. You know, I think I can make two or three trips happen. Okay. So, we'll see what happens. Two or three trips to North Dakota? No, like <laughs> one to South or one to South oh, okay. Dakota. Okay, I, I get, no, I get One to North Dakota yeah. and one, <clears throat> one or Missouri. two weekend trips to Sand Hills. Oh, okay, Missouri too. So maybe. Gotta, yeah, maybe no, no, there's no maybe. <laughs> You're getting drugged along. So. Um, <laughs> so, yeah. It, the last thing is, I would say... The thing, the other thing that's given me the most peace and appreciation is watching Nala. Nala's really like matured. This is the year I've seen her mature. It sucks and it it frustrates me and it almost like hurts. It hurts me for her in a weird way that like this year I haven't trained with her enough and she's really she's really beginning to start the breaking habit and it's got worse. And I don't blame her for that because it's my fault. And I yeah. like, you know, some of the, some habits with dogs, like 
you can get mad at your dog. You can do it. Mm-hmm. But really, it's your fault. Yeah. If you're willing to take ownership of it. And for me, you know, in that goose hunt, it's like her doing blind retrieves. I think her blinds have gotten like 10 times better. I think she's Nominally. more fluent, like seeing her 200 yards out there and like getting her to go in certain directions that like there's nothing better. Um, but watching geese hit the ground and seeing your dog like picking up one of the first geese that people are shooting like pisses me off to no end. But yet it's it's my fault. And so I need to become better as a trainer and put my gun down and make that determining factor where it's like it doesn't matter what hunt, where what's going on, the moment she starts breaking, I need to stop everything I'm doing and become a trainer first and a hunter second. Yeah. Because I took that responsibility when I took her and as much of a high-end dog as she is and well-driven, like, yeah, it's my fault. So I I want to break that. Like we said, I want to do the training thing. Because that's the other thing, too, is I want to be able to get to our point where <clears throat> our dogs can, like, our dogs can honor each other mm-hmm. and honor retrieves. And so we're over here acting like our dogs are terrible at hunting and no, it's not <laughs> that it's just in reality. You, like you want to become better and yeah, like, no, it's one of those things that <clears throat> you see dogs do incredible things and you just like, that's awesome. Yeah. But we all have that one thing with our dogs. Just like mother, mm-hmm. mother, like I just want to be, but a lot of times it's just stuff that like, the breaking thing is all my fault, and I've admitted that so many times on the podcast. Like, I was trying to, like, she was gun shy, and I was trying to work that, and I tried to do my best, but I failed, and, like, I should have made a change a long time ago, but I like to kill stuff. Oh, yeah, for sure. But I need to hold myself accountable in that yep. situation. But That goes for all of us, too, I feel yeah, like. Yeah, no. Absolutely. Uh, but Boone definitely has his problems. So. so, yeah, you guys have any other goals? Oh, yeah, I mean, I had one or two more. I thought we were just going one at a time. No, go ahead. I, I, was just I don't two. care. I, don't, uh, I mean, <clears throat> I think my other big goal, I, I feel like as a hunter, this is something I'd say every year for a goal. Um, I just want to continue to better myself uh, in my hunting abilities. Like, so this year... We, I haven't talked about it on the podcast. Probably would, it would be a good topic at some point. Um, because of the dryness uh, in Nebraska, I spent a lot of time deer hunting. Um, got the blessed opportunity to meet Dane last year, create a friendship, and he obviously has some decent deer and turkey opportunities. And so, he jumped on board with me trying to get better at archery hunting this year, walked me through quite a few things. And I had a really good season, but I also had a really bad season. And I won't go into the details here. We'll probably do a podcast at some point on it. But I want to take everything that I learned and that he learned and continue to better myself and even his self uh, on that. And not just that, just all <clears throat> forms of hunting. I think it, as hunters, it's part of our job to get better at especially the harvesting of 
what we're chasing, like clean and efficient and um, appropriate even. Um, so that's always important to me. I try and look back. And this year, especially in the deer hunting front, I feel like I took steps forward um, because I wasn't waterfowl hunting so much. And I just want to conti- continue to go forward with it. I also... I'm so unbelievably excited for turkey season. <laughs> I I was telling him and my dad earlier today about it. <clears throat> I so what today's the it's January 9th when we're doing this. Um, <laughs> I had to like fight myself not to post a "Is it spring yet?" <laughs> picture. <laughs> Like uh, this weekend, me, Terrell, and Westside all—we just sat there and talked about turkey hunting. Um, and obviously, I'm gonna go to Missouri with Dane. I'm also gonna and Hunter and Hunter if he will come. Um, I'm all like, for me, so one of my goals in life, um, I, if I can do it, and obviously, I'll be probably old and. Yeah, I'll be an old fart by the time I finish this one, probably. But I would like to accomplish the. Uh, uh, U.S. Slam for turkeys, which is a turkey in every state except for Alaska, um, and Hawaii. And Hawaii. No, Hawaii has turkeys. I know, yep. but is that included? Mm-hmm. Yeah, okay. it's forty-nine. Gotcha. So does Alaska not have turkeys? See, I have to imagine they have turkeys, they have but to. but it's got. I have to imagine because of um. You know the winters that they get up there. Sometimes they, there's probably kill off. They may not have a huntable population, or you know, it might be one of the thing those things where only the tribal or you know the residents. Oh, we'll have or, to look into that. Yeah, I, I've always thought about because Canada has turkeys. Mm-hmm. I know that. Um, I know British Columbia has a good amount of them too. So, <laughs> but um, I I want to mark off a couple states and with Nebraska going down to that two bird, um, limit, which we should also talk about sometime. Um, although I think we did mention one podcast one time, but I don't remember who cares. We'll probably do it when Turkey season gets closer. Uh, we talked about it in terms of, uh, changes we wanted to see. I think we talked about in Turkey podcast last year, like changes we wanted to see and like what we've been seeing for populations. And I'm actually pretty sure that you would, one of your advisements was to go to two turkeys. They actually, literally, they hit everything on the nail for yeah. me. Um, I mean, <clears throat> I I could, I am so happy with everything they did, both for the residents and the non-residents. Yeah. Um, and I know I'm going into it a little bit, but on top of that, so they did that this year, and it goes in effect this spring. Across the state, we've seen the best hatch in a decade. Across the state. We've had a crazy hatch this year. I don't know. I don't really know why. Um, With how dry it was, I figured our hatch would not be that great because, you know, predators are going to be looking for more food. But but moisture is super bad for the chicks, too. It's bad for the chicks, yes. But in the same breath, we need moisture so that... um, there's habitat for them to yeah, nest no, in. For sure. And I know, especially like down by your property, uh, I mean, it was pushing May and there really wasn't much. It was late. It was year. very I would late say it was this late, year. But it was once we started seeing them, dude. Yeah. Nuts. But um, I, 
everywhere that I have been, basically, um, the turkeys have exploded. There's one, as you're driving down the interstate uh, between Grand Island and Kearney, um, there's a field that historically just has turkeys in it. It's private. I mean, you can't access it, yada, yada. And uh, During the spring is when you'll normally see most of the turkeys in that field. They'll be strewn across it, and you'll see just groups of five here and there. Uh, I saw the wintering flock um, as we were driving home this weekend, and it was there was two big groups. Each group was easily over 100 birds. I mean, and there was a lot of babies yeah. in those groups. So... Dane's property probably picked up 50, we're guessing 50 babies this year. Easy. Um, and then uh, my dad was hunting a property that we public turkey hunt a lot, and he said there was a ton of babies there the other day. Um, so that makes me super happy. I like Between the changes in the licensing and whatnot and what you can and can't do for shooting turkeys, and the hatch we're having, we're on a real good, real good start right here for the turkeys. But I got on a tangent, but because we've gone down to two, I'm going to have the opportunity to spend more time in some other states. I got really, really close in Kansas last year. Like, I mean, I had four different times where I had birds within 80 yards, but they were just, they were more like at 60. And I, that's a long ways for a turkey. I mean, I know some people do it, but that's that's a long ways for a turkey. Um, my goal, honestly, if the season go right, I'd like to mark Missouri, Kansas, and if I can get those two, Colorado. I don't think I'd do Colorado this year. Just no, 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 just just because um, I think there's more investigation that goes into Colorado. Oh, for sure, it's from what I've heard, Colorado's a really hard state. We're gonna have to look into that because we'll have to we'll have to find information on where some birds are really because they're not as the hard part is with colorado they're all in the lowlands right across the uh when you go in they're in i'll be honest i'm more interested in going to colorado to fish and can i know i am the turkey hunt but that would be my excuse to go yeah but so i'd like to do missouri and kansas if i can i'd also like to try south dakota but i also know i have a lot of work this year my goal, lifetime, you want to talk about a trip that I want to do at some point. Oh, my gosh. I think she wanted to go outside. Um, one of my big goal hunts for turkeys, um, if you hunt the west side of the Black Hills, mm-hmm. where it peaks into Wyoming, right in that corner, you can... If you time your trip right and you can have enough time and you obviously shoot birds, South Dakota, Wyoming, Montana, North Dakota, they're all over the counter, and especially in those areas. And if you can have, like, a really good week, like, within a 100-mile radius, you could do four states. Yeah. And I, like... That would be pretty cool. That would be so cool to try and do that successfully yeah do i mean a little states. all i would do is i'd probably mark out, like because that would be a long trip i'd probably mark out like honestly if i could seven to ten days yeah that i would go up there for i'd start in one state as soon as i marked it off pick it up go to the next state go to the next state so forth and whatnot so i want to do that someday i want to do me and Terrell talk about doing that corner 
So those are kind of my goals for the year. Easy way to knock out four states. Yeah. Well, yeah. not easy, but. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say a lot of things got to go. About easy. A lot of things got to go right. You got to find find the birds, but. You got anything else, Dane? Um, definitely practice archery. I know. Uh, We're almost done. That's a big thing. We're going to set up a range. Show me your bubbles. Come on. Put some arrows down range. Get a little bit say hi. more comfortable shooting yep. the old stick and string. So. Yeah. I think the last that, thing. Oh, go ahead. Oh, well, it, it ties in with that. Uh, and again, with the learning, um, like efficiency, like I, you know, I, I had some mistakes this year. Some of them were mine. Some of them were gear, I would say almost. Um, and yeah, I, I want to do better on that, both with archery and my rifle. I mean, this year was pretty eye opening. Like I, uh, like we, uh, we just need to do a podcast on it, but I had the best, but yet the worst deer season yeah. of my life. Same. Uh, in the past, I've only shot at two deer with my bow. Yeah. Before this year, uh, both those deer are on my wall. Yeah. This year was a little bit eye-opening. L- for, uh, I, guess, I did a lot more bow hunting this year. I guess luckily just, for you, you mostly <clears throat> got to watch it through my eyes. Yeah, most of it was. your but own I, hands, I, but... <laughs> I did have a clean miss on one of the target bucks, which yeah. sucked. That was that was a me issue. I ranged yeah. him at 30. Uh, bow was still hanging on the hook, turned around to the other side of the tree, reached for my bow, picked it up, got back on the deer, I noticed that he'd taken some steps. I thought he was still close enough to what I ranged him at to feel comfortable shooting. Uh, he'd closed a lot more ground than I thought yeah. and shot clean over him, which is fine. At least it was a miss and not a, a wounded deer. But <clears throat> Yeah, that's uh, a whole podcast. Yeah, that's a whole podcast. So uh, definitely need to do some practice with bows and arrows. Uh, I do want to... A goal. I kind of want to try spear hunting, but I don't think I'll do it next year or this year. I think that's a. I mean, if we could set up the <clears> perfect tree, dude, it's got to be like got to be on top of trail. Drop it. You, I mean, I've got, got a, I've got trail. a couple that would be really, really close. Yeah. You'd have the opportunity. <laughs> I've thought about doing it sometime too, but my neighbor does it, and he's killed a couple does that way. And he says, as long as you can get them under. Like it's, That's the big it's thing. You just, yeah, and I, I had a couple deer I could have done oh, with yeah. this year. That dude, that one little buck that kept walking under me all season. A little. I'll be honest. Anything, buck. any deer. Oh, I if I was. Oh spear, yeah, no, hundred percent. I would shit. just throw. I would send it. And if I speared a cow horn spike, like bro, that shit's uh, yeah. getting mounted, like with the spear, <laughs> like. All right, I think we should get off since you're on a deer tangent. Oh, okay. okay, no more deer. <laughs> <laughs> no. On, on to Hunter. We, no, 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 no. I just meant like we could start another podcast. Okay. Oh. <laughs> That's cool. Probably like over an hour in. Uh, 52. 52 minutes. Yeah, we can get another podcast in then. All right, everybody. These are our goals for 2023. I hope you uh, assert yourself into some goals, or if you have some goals, post them on the Facebook group. Bigger Hunters fans forum. We'd love to hear about them because 
it's just nice to share goals with one another. Everybody's going through different things or everybody has different motivations. So let us know what you think. All right, guys. Have a good night.